You are listening to the Courageous Living Podcast with certified life coaches and ministry leaders, Sarah Tolbert and Heidi McLean. The Courageous Living Podcast is about you and how you can live courageously in spite of fear and past experiences. Their goal is to empower you with knowledge, skills, and techniques they share with their clients to help you live a more joyful, purposeful, and fulfilling life. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Courageous Living Podcast. Sarah and I are excited to have you join us today. Courageous living is about moving forward with your life despite adversity, conflict, or feeling afraid. It's about taking a deep breath, being willing to take a risk, stepping outside of your comfort zone, and becoming the best version of you. And we're here to help you do just that. At the beginning of each episode, we'll be sharing something that happened the past week that gave us a sense of accomplishment, a sense of purpose, a time when we took a step outside of our own comfort zones. We're going to call it our win. It's a way to help break the ice, gives you a sneak peek into our lives and what motivates us, and see who we are as individuals and coaches. Following our win, we'll talk about the topic for this week, and at the end, we're going to wrap it up with a challenge just for you, so that you too can have a win of your own for the week. Let's get started. Sarah, what was your win this week? Well, mine was having a relaxing weekend. I am so used to using the weekend to accomplish goals that I don't finish during the week. And this time I decided, you know what, I need some rest. I slept till like 11 a.m. and it was glorious. Yeah, it was awesome. I never do that. So I really, really enjoyed it. And the kids and the hubby left me alone so that I could sleep. And my body literally just said, enough, lady. (laughs) And it took its time resting and recouping from the busy week. And I typically would feel guilty. And this time I just didn't. It felt great. And I really had a great week because of it. I just, I felt like I had a clear mind and body. And I just was really productive all week long. So I highly recommend doing that for anyone listening but what about you Heidi yeah I think I'll be doing that next weekend good you should (laughs) highly recommend it (laughs) well my win this week was I've always been a fan of Tony Robbins and it was so much fun participating in one of his events it's fun to experience it um to be experiencing coaching from the legend himself, you know and especially on the same principles you and I use with our clients but in his way. Mm -hmm. And it was good to be in the hot seat and take a look at ways that I could improve myself, celebrate my victories, and see the successful road before me and gain that growth. Yeah, that's so cool. Well, today we're talking more about boundaries and relationships and how they affect your mental health. First, let's review what boundaries are. According to the American Psychological Association, a boundary is a psychological line that is drawn, which protects the integrity of an individual that helps a person set realistic limits of participation in a relationship or in an activity. Now that also applies to groups. So it could be for family members, colleagues, teams. So drawing that psychological line. And here's what healthy boundaries in a relationship looks like. So in a friendship, a boundary may be, please call or text me before dropping by that therefore protecting your time with your family and the things that you need to do. With family members, it may be, I do not loan money to family members. Mm -hmm. 
And if I do decide to give money to a family member, it will be as a gift with no strings attached. By doing so, there's no expectation or added contention in the family. But when I lend money, there's always an issue. So that mm -hmm. may be a boundary with a family member. Or in romantic relationships, let's say you're been talking to somebody online and you want to meet for the first time. Well, the boundary may be, I don't know this person, mm -hmm. so let me meet for coffee during the daytime before we have an official first date. Or let's say you're dating again and you have children. The boundary may be, I'll introduce you to my children after we've been dating for a couple of months and you've passed a background check. Uh, amen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was one of mine. <laughs> Those of us who've been there, that's uh -huh. <laughs> can relate to that. Yep. At work, it may be determining, you know what, I'm not going to accept any meeting requests or appointments after four o'clock. So they can wrap up your day, get prepared to go home and end your day successfully. You know, in each of these situations, it's drawing a definitive line between where you end and someone else begins. And as you set and communicate these boundaries, it provides that sense of security and it helps you to know who respects you and who does not. Mm -hmm. And that gives you the power to make important decisions as to how you want to move forward in your life and also with who. You know, many of us are not practiced in setting boundaries, let alone healthy boundaries, but they are necessary to keep us safe to help us achieve our life goals and to experience happiness. When we don't set boundaries or set those boundaries and then they're not well received or respected, we feel violated, we experience mistrust, we feel anxious, we get frustrated and the underlying feeling in this is fear. And none of those things are conducive or attributes of a healthy relationship. Yeah, exactly. And there's also a correlation between boundaries and codependent behavior. And to understand this, we need to understand what codependency is. Codependency is a learned behavior that typically stems from past behavior patterns observed and learned paired with emotional distress. In years past, it was believed that those who developed codependency were only those who grew up in families where a parent or both parents lived with an addiction, especially alcohol addiction. And in more recent years, it's been discovered that codependency is also developed in families where a child feels or is abandoned by one or both of their parents. Yep. When there's a toxic relationship between the parent and child, the child does grow up feeling valued, validated, or I'm sorry, does not grow up feeling valued, validated, or feels that their voice was not heard. When the individual has been taught to believe that their own needs were less important than their parents or not important at all, in yeah. families where children were taught to believe that wanting anything for themselves was inappropriate or greedy, and that can be learned directly or indirectly, and we'll talk more about that later. In mm -hmm. families where there's strict discipline and children were not free to think for themselves, or make their own choices and also in families where the parents lacked maturity and emotional development. In these cases, a child learns to ignore their own needs and thinks only of what they can do for others at all times. And in this way, they grow up to become people pleasers because their individual boundaries were violated and or never established. In romantic relationships, codependency has been described as any relationship in which two people become so invested in each other that they can't function independently anymore, where another individual's mood, happiness, and identity are defined by the other person. 
Yeah, that happens so often in relationships. People mm -hmm. lose their individuality. And if their spouse is having a bad day, then they have a bad day. And then it right. spills out to the rest of the family. And when we have those boundaries in place, the other person can have a bad day and it doesn't affect us. Right. But when we're codependent, it affects everything. And as mentioned, those who grew up without boundaries or have had their boundaries violated, they typically carry with them a large amount of anxiety. They feel guilt, insecurity. They need frequent reassurance and can get easily lost or feel lost in a relationship. You know, a lot of times they'll go along with whatever their partner wants, regardless of what they want, just because they're afraid to lose the love or affection or attention of their partner. Yeah. And because of this fear and because of feeling of being out of balance, a person will give too much or on the flip side, they live beneath their privilege and they accept behavior that's less than what they deserve. And then the partners learn to either continue to take and take and take, mm -hmm. and then they put in minimal effort. And then that causes more distress on the person who's already having those anxious feelings. And then the relationship just becomes toxic. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the partner also to the one who's already feeling anxiety when they're always needing that uh, reaffirmation that mm -hmm. things are good, then starts to perceive their partner as clingy or they become exhausted by having to reassure them all the time. And you know what? Our partners can become bored and lose interest because of that. And then when that happens, the partner either withdraws, they begin to act out in unhealthy ways, or they'll actually end up really, uh, leaving the relationship altogether. Yeah. And so when this happens in a relationship, that instability feeds into the already established insecurity of the individual. And then the cycle repeats itself. And then it just causes more painful feelings. And then the cycle typically continues in future relationships, even if this particular relationship ends. Yeah, that is so true. Years ago, I had a client that really struggled with this. Growing up, she was never valued. And as a matter of fact, she was constantly berated and told that her ideas and thoughts were stupid mm -hmm. and that she shouldn't be so judgmental of everyone. Hello, pot and kettle. <laughs> wow. <Right? laughs> yeah, she was not allowed to have her own thoughts and opinions and she became incredibly insecure. And it was so painful and damaging that when she began dating, she only attracted men that treated her the way her parents did. She didn't mm -hmm. realize that when and we began our work together or she didn't realize it then at the time but she was starving for the love of men and really from anyone that she became increasingly dependent on them to make her feel better about herself with every relationship she couldn't understand why they would bail so early on she's a great lady and had a lot to offer but she could not stop her clingy dependent behavior in reality the only two people we should be dependent on are god and ourselves God knows what we need, and he gives us the power to advocate for ourselves to meet those needs so that we can set our own boundaries and thrive. Right. And not only does codependency through lack of boundaries create distress for all parties involved, like you said, it can cause you to become an enabler to others' bad behavior. If mm -hmm. you're enabling, you're not setting boundaries and you can guarantee that your needs will not be met. An example of this that I saw on Dr. Phil the other day uh, was an episode about a 23-year-old that would threaten his mother that he would drink if she didn't buy him pot. <laughs> My gosh. Right? How crazy is that? <laughs> and she bought it for him because she didn't want him drinking. She's not helping him. She's enabling him. In right? other words, 
he set the boundary, not her. So she needs to set the boundary as a parent and say, if he continues to drink and smoke pot, then he won't be allowed in her home until he completes a treatment center program. You can say to someone, please don't smoke in my house, but you can't make them not smoke at all. Right. That's the difference between taking away agency and setting a boundary. Mm-hmm. But, you know, her, she clearly needed to set that boundary for herself. And, you know, I'm glad you brought this up because there is a difference between setting a boundary and giving ultimatums. And sometimes people think that that was an ultimatum that she gave um, in giving him to say that he needs to leave if he doesn't Mm -hmm. uh, step up to the plate. But really, that is what setting a boundary is about. So let's discuss for a second what that is. Because many people perceive that boundaries and ultimatums are the same. They're actually very different, and it's not about giving ultimatums. So boundaries are limits that you actually set for yourself to protect yourself. These limits determine what you're willing to participate in, what you're not willing to do. And like you mentioned, it's about defining ourselves. And it's really important to understand that effective boundaries are about your choices and not the other person's. Otherwise, it's manipulation and Mm -hmm. control. Yeah. So here's a few examples of boundaries. I'm not going to look at my phone or answer any emails or texts after 9 p.m. so I can relax and get a good night's sleep. I'm not, if I'm going to go to a bar or a friend's house and wine is offered and I'm driving or have other appointments, I will limit myself to one glass of wine. Um, If my partner and I disagree, if the tone becomes aggressive, I'm going to take a time out for five to 10 minutes. And then I'll re-engage after I've had time to cool off and gain some perspective. Uh, When somebody talks down to me or tries to belittle me, I'm going to say, when you can be respectful, we can have this conversation and then excuse myself from the conversation. Boundaries are empowering. And they're all about what you yourself are going to do in a given situation. On the flip side, here are examples of ultimatums. These are common you statements that invite defensiveness in the other person. So if you really loved me, you'd stop drinking. Or in that exact, that was the exact thing. You know, if, if you want me to stop drinking, then you'll buy me pot. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) You can't treat my mother like that. Or you need professional help. Notice that each statement focuses on getting the other person to change. And when you're expecting someone else to change or insisting that they do what you ask, expect, or demand, Like I said before, it's an attempt to control the situation. If the other person does what you ask, you won't have to do anything different. And so a lot of people do that, give ultimatums instead of set boundaries. But asking someone else to change is not setting a boundary. Remember, your peace of mind should never depend on what someone else does or does not do. And I'm going to say that again because I think it's so important. Mm -hmm. Your peace of mind should never depend on what someone else does or does not do. I mean, think about it. No one likes to be told what to think or how to behave. So when a boundary gets delivered as an ultimatum, the other person feels controlled, they get defensive, they get angry, and sometimes they even retaliate. And you know, they have every right to feel that way. But keep in mind, making a direct request is also different than setting a boundary or giving an ultimatum because the other person is not obligated to say yes. Part of healthy boundaries is being able to accept when someone else says no. 
Yes, exactly. It goes both ways. It's important to be realistic in setting your boundaries appropriate to the situation. You had such a great example in one of our conversations the other day. You were saying that in setting expectations, it's important to remember that it's like trying to tell your four-year-old they need to do your taxes. <laughs> You're saying, I expect these taxes to get done. What's the problem? Why can't you do this? And the four-year-old is like, what are taxes? <laughs> Don't set the boundary expectations so high. It's impossible for anyone to meet that. And that it, it's impossible to remember or enforce. You will be disappointed. Another yeah. example would be agreeing to host a dinner party with your friends as long as they're willing to bring the dessert. If they don't bring the dessert, then that's that. You know, no one gets dessert. You don't go out and buy a dessert to cover for them. Or like you said earlier in our conversation, have a backup. You don't do that. That's me. I've done that. I'm guilty. I need to Don't change. do it. No more. That's, yeah. That's just an easy example that demonstrates setting and keeping a boundary. And here's a tricky one. Parents can indirectly teach their children how not to set boundaries when they don't have any for themselves. You know, the mom that constantly cleans her child's room all the time for them, and then the child refuses to do it. You know, when they refuse, it's only teaching them irresponsible behaviors and that it's okay to take advantage of others, that someone else will clean up their messes, which means she's not setting a boundary. The right. boundary is that everyone is responsible for their own possessions and making contributions to the entire family unit. She is not responsible and there's a consequence to not taking care of your own stuff. That's what yeah. you teach your child. Codependency goes a little bit deeper too. Um, the reason we do it is selfish. It's to make ourselves feel better. If we pick up someone else's slack due to lack of boundaries, we're enabling and not doing them any favors. And we feel terrible usually. There's a difference between being kind and helping someone out once in a while and completely enabling them and teaching them to be codependent as well. This is tricky too because you can create a relationship where one person is perceived as the weak one mm -hmm. and the strong person needs them to stay weak. Codependents thrive on this and it's not healthy for anyone. Also, when you do this, you become enmeshed with the other person and everyone loses their independence. Now, as I said, there's a difference between just wanting to help someone and wanting to do everything for someone because the lack of boundaries. God says to help carry, help carry one another's burden, right? He right. said, help them carry it, help them carry their cross. He's not saying carry it for them. Right. And in setting boundaries, you eliminate codependency and you help strengthen yourself and the other person. In raising a child, you're teaching them dependence on themselves and raising them to be responsible, reliable, contributing human beings. They grow up with a healthy sense of pride and can accomplish goals that they set for themselves. And who wouldn't want that? You won't need anyone's approval and you will feel confident in yourself and your abilities. And like you said before, you'll be able to hear no and you can take it in stride and navigate another way. You will not easily be manipulated and will be able to think for yourself. It's a beautiful thing. Yes. Don't be afraid to set boundaries. Like what's the worst that could happen? If anything, you'll likely feel more loved and respected. I remember as a child, I had heard some news about a family friend and I thought my parents wanted me to respond a certain way, which was with judgment, which is a codependent behavior. And so I made a comment about being disappointed in that person. And my parents quickly turned their attention to my comment and they explained that person needed love and grace and that this is how our family would handle a challenge or disappointment not with condemnation, but with grace and love, which is really how I felt deep down anyway. The boundary mm -hmm. was set 
we would not judge, but we will love our family and friends through any adversity that they face. And it was a boundary that taught me to see everyone through fresh, loving eyes. And I'm so grateful for that experience because it showed me that we love in a way that we want to be loved. Mm-hmm. I was emotionally needy at that time, and they didn't necessarily meet that need in the way that I envisioned, but they met it by teaching me how to meet my own need for love and acceptance all on my own. That's exceptional. Boundaries are essential for our health and wellness period. How we set boundaries and express boundaries to others literally is a direct expression of how we feel about ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, when we feel that we're worthy of love, that we deserve happiness, respect, and joy, we'll set boundaries to protect those things. And, you know, it's recognized in our spirits and it's recognized by others. And as we set healthy boundaries, we actually become a magnet and start attracting healthy relationships and healthy people into our lives. And, you know, for those who are not raised in a secure environment environment where boundaries were not established, they weren't valued or recognized, there is hope. You have the capacity and the power right here, right now to take your power back. You can start setting boundaries today. You can demand and command respect from others by enforcing those boundaries. And the best news is that you can heal from those experiences when your boundaries were violated. Mm -hmm. Your challenge this week is to set a boundary in an area of your life that has been neglected and needs attention. It can be setting limitations on how much you're on Facebook or limiting your activity Mm -hmm. when there are important things you need to take care of for yourself or your family or not engaging with somebody who does not have your best interest at heart. Whatever it is, big or small, make that commitment for yourself to yourself. And for those who feel stuck or that you're in a toxic relationship, please reach out to either a counselor or coach to help you identify healthy boundaries and can give you the support you need and that more importantly that you deserve. We would love to hear your stories or answer any questions that you have. So please share them with us by reaching out to us on our Facebook page, Tolbert and McLean Coaching or by email. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening today. Like and follow Sarah and Heidi on their Facebook page, Tolbert and McLean Coaching and share with them your stories, thoughts about today's episode, and let them know what topics you'd like for them to discuss. If you have any questions for Sarah and Heidi, or would like to schedule a coaching session, you can email them at tolbertandmclanecoaching at gmail.com. See you next week.